0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day today, and hope you guys are staying strong and healthy. We're staying busy down here at healthmasters.com, and thank you again for your support of Healthmasters Masters and keeping our show up and alive every single day, continuing to get the truth out there on a daily basis. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com. The B-Complex formula on sale right now, product of the week. We also have the uh, Mood Support Booster Kit, which is on the front page as well, the Mood uh, mood Booster Stack, which is the B-Complex, the 5-HTP, and the Ultra Omega, uh, which is our fish oil. Really good three pack there. That's also on a 10% off on the front page uh, kit designed to maintain overall energy and a sense of well being and really increase the mood. One of the first things, speaking of that, that I wanted to address today, because this is something that's obviously becoming more of an issue and I get questions about it a lot on a regular basis, is what's going on with a lot of the issues with depression, excuse me, and anxiety and other things that are starting to occur, not only among the Adults, but also young children. I saw this report published by the CDC, and they're saying that there's upwards of 18.4% now of U.S. adults have reportedly been diagnosed with depression. And what's interesting is they said the report provides current estimates of national, state-level, and county-level prevalence of adults reporting lifelong diagnosis of depression they're also talking about how children are having higher doses or higher doses, higher instances of depression now more and more often. And the question that begs, you know, that you got to ask is, why is this happening? Why are we hearing about this on a regular basis? And why are more and more people continuing to have problems and being put on drugs and everything else? And a lot of them have very severe side effects. And one of the first reasons why I've continually encouraged people is absolutely have to have Christ in your life. You have to have hope. You have to have direction. You have to have some guidance. You need some wisdom. And that's one thing that they've been intentionally doing in the school systems over the years now is making sure that children have no access and have no options with that topic. That everything is just nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Another thing that's starting to occur that we've constantly seen is the combined continual effort to promote fear porn in the media all the time. So every time you turn around, you hear about somebody else basically, you know, another incident of something happening. Oh, this is happening across the globe. This is happening here. And it's constantly designed to keep people in a state of fear. If you keep people in a state of fear, not only are they very easy to control, it's also very easy to make sure you can shove them in the direction that they want. Somebody that is has an issue. As far as with depression and mood, and they're constantly dealing with fear on a regular basis, they're very easy to control the narrative because you simply just feed them more fear porn, and it leads them down the direction. This is why it's so important to understand psychological warfare, and the next way that they've done this is through the food. When you start adding in an extremely high-carb processed toxic diet – the majority of people live off now. You have chronic inflammation. You have issues with gut microbes, especially when you have products like sucralose and other things that just absolutely wipe it out through the body. And what happens is the gut-brain connection disconnects. It's not there anymore. The the gut microbe in the gut is just just, just destroyed. And then on top of that, you have a massive, massive decrease in B-complex in the body through the lack of food supply, lack of vitamin C, lack of omega-3 fats in the American diet. And so again, you fall back into that route where the body is deficient in all these nutrients on a regular basis. And so that's why it's so important to make sure you're eating quality food. And on top of that, you're supplementing with quality nutrients. That's why, like I said before, the mood booster stack, having the B-complex and the 5-HTP and the Ultra Omega-3, those help out a lot. Another one not on that kit, but we have it by itself is the total rest formula. That's got the GABA in it. But these are all things that you have to continually make sure you're working on in this very strange time Because remember, fear is not of God the, the aspect of trying to keep people fearful And keep people continually controlled Through fear porn And constantly worried all the time That's not of God now, certain topics do you need to be aware of? Yes. Do you need to be proactive in your children's lives and not have your head in the sand? 100% absolutely. I can't reiterate that anymore. You guys know I talk about all the all the time. But be very careful who you focus on and what you speak about because, remember, power of life and death is in the tongue. This is why the media and the school systems have done everything they can to try to pervert the children and pervert essentially the population and, oh, and every aspect of the mindset. I saw an article here earlier. It was discussing how over in Australia out of the Deakin University and University of Wollongong, they're now talking about research to turbocharge teachers education when it comes to climate change. And they're saying now here that the teachers need to be teaching the students about climate change and how education is crucial for the workforce needed now for young people to be awake and alert about the urgency of climate change. At the same time, we've now heard the term climate anxiety, which is a real thing now apparently where people are extremely depressed and fearful over climate change. is a newfangled disease that's rapidly becoming an epidemic now from what I've been reading, including schools where some children are unable to cope with their fear of warming the planet. And They're turning to drugs. They're turning to Xanax. They're turning to Prozac. They're turning to Adderall. Anything they can to try to cope with the constant fear that's being injected into them on a regular basis, just like they're talking about all the time now. Oh, the the transgenders are under attack. They're, they're, They're having to live their life in secrecy, and they're constantly trying to duck out of places to not be killed. It's a complete and total lie. There's no instances at that at all that I have found in the United States where you're seeing that. If any, you see some maybe in Saudi Arabia because those guys don't put up with anything over there when it comes to deviant behavior. In the United States, it's a total lie. The same thing that comes along with the climate change, the constant lie. They want people to speak negative. They want people to speak death. They want people to speak destruction. So when you combine those three things – the lack of Christ, the constant fear, porn, and speaking of negative things, and negative food being injected into your body, you have an extremely effective recipe for anxiety and depression. Guarantee you. That's right there. You got one, two, three, bam. It's great if that's what you're going for. However... I know nobody wants to feel like that. Everybody likes to feel good. Everybody likes to feel strong. Everybody likes to feel mentally stable. Everybody likes to feel like they can continually conquer the world, so to speak, and have lots of energy and overall sense of well-being. And So that's what we continually bring to you on this show about these things that you can do with natural nutrients and natural standpoints in cleaning up your diet. One of the worst things you can do in your diet is continually eat high-processed carbohydrates on a regular basis. It's absolutely horrible. The next thing, are artificial sweeteners, absolutely horrific. I read you guys the article on sucralose. Now the new research study came out about again that da- damages your DNA. Another one is staying away from the high fructose corn syrup. That is in pretty much every soda, major ice creams, not organic, you know, organic ones, but a lot of ice creams, a lot of candies, a lot of sodas. High fructose corn syrup absolutely wrecks the pancreas. That's why and, and the liver. That's why they now have the term non-alcoholic fatty liver disease they've been showing in many cases in some cases that uh, high doses of high uh, high fructose corn syrup is more detrimental to your liver than alcohol it's so toxic because it's used so much more abundantly because people will drink four five six seven eight sodas a day on a regular basis a lot of times if people are even are casual drinkers they're not drinking eight drinks every single day but what's happened is now this has been normalized in the population that We've just switched out you know natural raw cane, sugar and sodas for high fructose corn syrup. now sodas in general, the phosphoric acid have never been healthy or good for you, but the high fructose corn syrup in the foods and the candies and the drinks it took the negative impacts to the body on a whole nother level that's why I've repeatedly told people if you're trying to detoxify your body you've got to cut those toxic compounds out and get rid of those inflammatory compounds out and throw in the ghi cleanse that's one of the best formulas for the liver and the pancreas and the kidneys and the gut to really detoxify it and then on top of that continually making sure you're speaking what you want to have happen you know dad used to always tell me when i was younger i'd make a comment he's like is that the way is that the way you want it to be you know you'd make a really bad comment about someone's really negative is that the way you want it to be well, no no, that's actually not the way i want it to be at all it makes you think for a second and if you actually are a concrete rational thought thinker and you think about it you go no that's, that's not the way i want it to be at all do you want to feel healthy do you want to feel good do you want to feel great Do you want to have lots of energy the answer is yes i do i know all our listeners do then you have to speak it that's why a lot of times every well, not a lot of times every time i go somewhere people ask me how are you doing this i'm extremely blessed and highly favored I feel great well if I say that enough and I continue those things my body will listen to it and my actions will dictate that as well I'll continue to do things that are going to make me feel good and that are going to make sure I use wisdom and they're going to keep me healthy so I really encourage you guys to think about those things that are happening right now those three things getting a relationship with Christ getting off the fear porn off the internet on a regular basis that can be any type of fear porn including real porn that stuff rots your soul right there that stuff just stay away from it make sure you look into who you're listening to and what they're telling you and making sure you're speaking the right things and then coming in and changing your diet and bringing in the right nutrients into your body but this is something that's really really important right now my friends As things continue to change there's gonna be a lot of deception a lot of negativity a lot of things that are going to be designed to bring the body of Christ and believers away and continue to get them to focus on the things of death and destruction don't fall for it. So that's one I want to start out with today. Dad, how's
1: your morning, and
0: what? how important is it about speaking positively for the body and the brain and the mind and
1: the soul and everything? Uh, you know, often it's critical. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And because we live in a holographic universe in a giant energy field, which is the entire universe and how it's held together through Christ, the words that we speak create physical reality. And that's why when people speak death and disease upon other people or upon themselves, uh, they be created, what's called a self-fulfilling prophecy. We have a thing called a nucleus of in the brain, and that nucleus of what it does, it, you know, it, it, it basically, you know, it, it regulates a lot of different functions in, in the system and what the brain does and how the brain thinks. And and we also have another part of the brain that's called the reticulator activator, and that reticulator activator is what filters out information that the body doesn't need, but it filters out information from a subconscious basis. In other words, the reticulator activator doesn't understand a joke. So if you're speaking death and disease over somebody else, even if you're joking, that reticulator activator thinks you're telling it real. So it's thinking, I've got to create this. Uh, I've got friends <clears throat> who won't stop drinking high fructose corn syrup, who have all kinds of health issues, who have you know have been diagnosed with cysts on their pancreas and cysts on their livers, you know, and fatty liver disease and all kinds of health issues but they refuse to eat clean. They refuse to stop eating high fructose corn syrup. And every time you talk to them, it's in like a doggone soap opera and how bad they feel and how negative their life is. and Now they're going to die of cancer. You think, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got people that I know like that. I try to stay away from them because they're the kind of people that brighten up a room by leaving it. And, and this is what we run into when you have people around you that are unbelievably negative. I talked to Austin about this this morning, guys. And, you know, and quite frankly, there's a whole bunch of websites out there, it's, they're all fear porn. That's all they are. You know, we're going to have meteorites hit the planet. We're going to have earthquakes destroy the planet. You know, We're going to have tidal waves destroy the planet. We're going to have nuclear war with Russia, which I don't believe that. Now, we may have a false flag. I've told you that. We may have a dirty bomb released, but we don't know if there's going to be any radiation on it or not because how many people run around with Geiger counters? I mean, we don't really have a lot of that, but they could tell us Oh, we've had a dirty bomb released in Missouri, in St. Louis or whatever, and the, the radiation plume is heading towards the east. You know, blah, blah, blah. We're declaring martial law when there was never a dirty bomb released. They did not spend trillions of dollars setting up a 5G, 6G infrastructure to create a energy field around the planet to control your hearts and your minds and control your very thoughts. Klaus Schwab and the boys from the World Economic Forum, International Monetary Fund, Basel, Switzerland, all the rest of these guys have not done that. Do you remember what happened in Genesis chapter 6? They did the same thing with the pyramids. They created a massive energy field around the planet to allow Lucifer to be omnipresent to control the hearts and the minds of the people on the planet, so when every thought was evil, all of the time is what the Word of God says. This is what happened. And what happened is these pyramids were put on top of magnetic ley lines, and they had water running underneath them, and once water starts moving at about 200 meters per second, it starts putting out electromagnetic pulse. It turns blue, actually. It starts putting out a frequency, and they were using this type of energy system in order to control the hearts and the minds and the thoughts of the people on the planet. So that way, they could have more human sacrifice. They could have more demonic interface. They could have more human possession. On and on and on and on. They weren't going to turn those pyramids off. They had spent thousands of years building those wretched things, and they weren't about to turn them off or tear them down. Period. This is all post and pre flood technology. Period. For the first flood, not the second flood. And what ended up happening is God said enough. He said, good nook on it. He good nook the planet, and he pulled the continents apart. And pulled the magnetic ley lines apart and changed everything, and the pyramids stopped transmitting their energy fields. Period, because he popped, he he pulled. Because remember, the North America and Europe used to be connected. He just pulled them apart during the Great Flood, the Second Great Flood, which prevented these, which prevented these pyramids from working any longer and controlling the hearts and thoughts of the minds of people. Now it's been like six thousand years since that's happened. Now they've come back in. For, you know, remember six thousand years for God is six days. Always remember that we covered that in angel wars. And now they've come back in and they've built a 6G, 5G system all over the planet. They've injected 80% of the population now with nanotechnology with the COVID shots to basically connect them to a hive mind. And they're not about to come in and nuke the planet and destroy their own infrastructure. They didn't do it the first time. You know, they the, the people who lived in Sodom and Gomorrah didn't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. God did. The people that were living here in the, you know, with Noah, they didn't destroy the planet. The fallen angels didn't destroy the planet. God did, because God has enough of it. God has a certain point there, because you know, that's why we have to walk circumspectly with him. There's a certain point when God just says, this is enough, we're not going to do this anymore, we're basically going to be doing what we need to do as far as trying to help people, but you know, we're only going to go so far. In other words, God has limits on what he will and won't tolerate. You see that very, very clearly in the Old Testament. You also see it very clearly in the New Testament. But when you have a reticulator activator in the base of your brain that screens things out, let me, let me give you an example. If I look out of my backyard, I've got oak trees everywhere, bushes everywhere. I mean, I have like, kind of live like in a little foresty area, how I did it years ago as far as when I planted everything. And I would go nuts if I had to look at every single tree and every single leaf and every single bug and every single blade of grass in my backyard. I don't see that. I see the forest. I see the blades of grass in aggregate, but I don't see every individual link, every individual leaf unless I go look at them and focus on them. When God looks at you and he looks at the planet, he doesn't have a reticulator activator like that, that filter stuff. He sees everything. He knows the hairs on your head and how many hairs you have. He knows everything that's happening all of the time. And he programmed our brain with the reticulator activator to not allow us to flip out because we're not omnipresent, omniscient and omnipotent, to basically be able to see things in aggregate, not in 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 tiny little amounts. Now we can focus on the tiny little stuff if we want to. We can learn more and more about less and less. We can do that too as humans. We see that with PhDs. But the reality is that we have the ability to filter information. So when you say to your brain and you speak these words, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Your brain sets up a parameter inside of you that says, okay, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you set up a parameter and you say, I feel great all of the time, I always walk in divine health, your brain sets a parameter and says, okay, I always walk in divine health, I always feel great all of the time, I'm always super, super healthy. So your brain says, okay, that's the reticulator activator, that's what Ted wants, that's what Ted's going to get. It's like a thermostat on a wall. If I set the thermostat of my office in here to 75 degrees, which I did this morning to do the show, it will bring it down to 75 degrees and it will maintain 75 degrees. If it goes to 76, it turns on. If it goes to 74, it turns off. So it maintains that equilibrium where I have set it. The same thing is true with the words that you speak. You maintain the equilibrium. This is why I won't do a fear porn based show. I don't want to speak negative stuff upon you, my listeners. I love you guys. I pray for you every day. I always pray that you're going to stand. Your ground, that you're going to stand with resolve, that you're going to be blessed, highly favored in all the things that you do, that you're going to walk in divine health. I station angels all around you. I plead the blood of Christ over you. I put hedge of thorns around you for your protection every single day. That's what I do. I speak positive. And it's like also said earlier, if everything you speak, you put a comma on it and say, that's the way I want it to be, just shut up pretty quick. You'll stop out with the negative stuff. And sarcasm is no good, guys. Sarcasm is just putting people down is all it is. Sarcasm is super, super negative. Well, I'm sarcastic. I like being sarcastic. No, you like putting people down and you're being negative. Don't do that. Don't speak negative stuff over people all the time. And quite frankly, you know, to the, in the history of the world, nobody's ever erected a statue to a critic. Nobody wants to be around that. And so we have to be positive what we do. I could give you website after website after website after website. They used to be good websites, <clears throat> and they're now all CIA-controlled. Uh, There are other people that are in the health industry that we're in, you know, online. Uh, They're CIA assets. I know that for a fact. Jeff Francis told me that he knows some of them that are huge online. They have a huge online presence and they're basically CIA. And these CIA people infiltrate other websites and they get them to start putting fear porn up, fear porn up, fear porn up. And they tell them basically, if you basically put fear porn up. We will allow you to have better algorithms and have more hits into your website to give you a better listening audience, but you've got to follow the instructions that we're giving you, and you see it all the time. I, mean, I remember there was a website a few years ago, and it said that you know, NASA has said that you know, in, in January or December the 1st to the 7th that the, the sun's going to go dark and that we're going to have complete and total chaos on the planet, and the Earth is going to freeze and blah, 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 total, complete lie. In fact, I called up a friend of mine whose other friend had put this thing up on the website. I said, what the heck, man? Really? Really? Stop this crap. All you're doing is scaring people who believe this stuff. You have the same thing true with, with the QAnon phenomenon. Donald Trump is in controlling the entire country now from Mar-a-Lago, and he controls the military, and all these tribunals are taking place, and people are being hung all over the world now that are bad, and the Rothschild banking cartel is basically falling apart. Uh, Benjamin Fulford does this all the time. He always says crazy stuff that nobody can prove, and basically you can't document what he says. Now sometimes he'll throw some real stuff in there with it, but overall it's just it's just more just fear porn, or it's just false hope is what it is. And you see that all the time. I don't normally like, mention the names like that because I used to listen and read some of his stuff, and then I began to realize, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are talking about this stuff, and nothing they say ever comes true. I mean, nothing. You got that one guy who I'm not going to mention his name. So he does the algorithms with the computer systems, and he predicts the future by the computer systems and what they do. And pretty much everything he says is basically wrong. And I don't follow him, but yet people are out there promoting him, promoting him, promoting him. And you're like, what the heck, man? Why are you promoting people that are always wrong? See, if all it is is fear porn, I have another friend of mine. You know, it was all about you know Planet X. You guys remember Planet X? I remember I met this guy like 15, 20 years ago. And all he talked about, Planet X, Planet X, Planet X. I mean, he had moved to a remote part of the country because he was waiting for Planet X to come. And the whole United States was going to be flooded. And the Mississippi Delta was going to be flooded. All this stuff was going to happen. It's going to happen right now. And then I had another person that we actually had on the show one time. And he was he said, by the way, we've got you know, troops lined up on the Mexican border right now. And we have an imminent invasion of the United States. Right now, within three days, we will be invaded. And you guys, and I got the guy off the air. And then I had to talk you guys off the cliff and say, guys, I don't believe any of this. And that was five years ago. And so all of this stuff – and then people are always wanting to come on my show, an Austin show, and they want to come in and put fear porn out. I always tell them no. In fact, one of these guys called me up the other day and just actually pleaded with me because he's a good friend to come on the show. And I said, but I said, I don't believe what you believe. I said, I don't believe that we're about to have a world war. I don't believe we're about to get nuked. I don't believe any of this stuff because they're not going to destroy their own infrastructure. But they get so caught up in the fear porn, and they program their – basically their reticulator, activator to believe this stuff that they start believing their own lies. And then you get the same thing true with the CIA and their involvement. You know, and all of a sudden the people say, well, I'm making a lot more money now that I've got the CIA involved. And, and they may not even know they have the CIA involved. They may just think they're working with this one individual who basically is a CIA asset. And they may not know he's a CIA asset, but it's always fear porn all of the time. I will not do that on our show. It also won't do it. That's why I always give you hope through Christ. This is why I did Angel Wars, so that you would know who runs this planet, how they run the planet, why they run the planet, who God is, what God did for us, and who Jesus is, and he's the only hope we have is through Christ. That's why my prayer is always, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. I always walk in divine health. I always have tremendous health and energy and vitality all the days of my life. I always have a positive attitude. I always love God in all the things that I do. God is number one in my life. His son Jesus is also number one in my life. The Holy Spirit is number one in my life. And everybody else falls in the second, third, and fourth, and fifth place. But I will always do everything I possibly can to bring honor and glory to God. Does that mean we're going to do it every single time, or we're going to make a mistake every once in a while? We're going to do some, some some things that we should not do. Of course, that's sin in our lives. But the reality is, is that you know we have to mitigate all of that stuff, and we have to understand that we have to be careful with what we speak about. My friend right now who's in the hospital. You know, with cysts on his liver and cysts on his pancreas. I helped him for years and years and years with his diet, and he fell right back into the old habit because all he ever did was talk negative about how sick he was and how bad he was and how bad his shape he was and how was going to die of cancer. And I kept saying to him, stop doing this. And finally I got to the point where when he would start that, I would walk away from him and say, I'm not going to listen to that. I don't want to hear those words. And so when you joke with somebody and you tell them that they're sick or they have a disease or whatever, that's not funny. Ever. Don't ever speak that over anybody, because what it does, it creates a self-fulfilling prophecy in that person, especially as they start repeating it. And I've used I've used this analogy and I'll use it again. You know, we live here on a lake in central Florida, which pretty much everybody does. And the problem with being on a lake is that we have all kinds of pit vipers. We've got rattlesnakes. We've got copperheads. We've got, you know, water moccasins. You name it, we've got it here. And so you got to be really, really careful when you walk down to the lake or you have shrubbery around the lake or you have things at the lake or whatever, because I picked up my pump cover before and, you know, had a five-foot water moccasin coiled up underneath it. I mean, you got to sit there. You have to now, whenever I open my pump cover, I flip it with a shovel with a sharp blade on it, ready to chop a snake in half if he basically is underneath. From the pump cover you know we have to, oh so many times we've had snakes crawl up inside of the ac systems and basically get short out of the ac system they got to pull the snakes out because they're dead and now they've basically shorted out the system on and on and on and on so if somebody brings me a basket full of pit vipers you know cobras and venomous snakes and everything else and you know and it, it's got a top on the lid that says danger deadly pit vipers you know you know open at your own risk you'll probably die once you open this you're going to be hit by one of these snakes with their fangs my response to be the person who's delivering this to my house is, take your stupid snakes, go somewhere else with them. In fact, why don't you throw them in a giant furnace and close the door on them? I said, why don't you get these things out of here? I don't want them here. You know, I told you the story that one time I was up at the, in Amelia Island at the fort. I think it's Fort whatever it was up there, and there's a giant fort up there. There was a doggone you know rattlesnake on the sidewalk right beside all the children running around. My kids, without shoes on. They're out there at the beach, and I went to kill this thing with a doggone you know stick you know that I picked up. And the guy starts screaming at me and told me that that was a protected species inside of the park. And if I killed that, I'd be arrested. That's what he said. And I said, What's wrong with you? I said, You got children walking around there barefoot. This is a pit viper. This is a rattlesnake. It needs to die. And he goes, No, no, no. So he comes over there and picks it up with a stick. He was an idiot. The guy, the thing could have struck on him. He could have, because he, it was long enough to bite him. So he picks it up with a stick. I thought he was going to kiss the stupid snake. And he brings it over to the bushes 20 feet away and he drops him in the bushes. I looked at him I said, What's wrong with you? I said, You obviously weren't raised in Florida. He wasn't. He told me he wasn't. And I said, These are not okay. You put it 20 feet away now people can't see it, so if the kids run through the bushes, they could strike them, and they can die. And you're basically sacrificing a potential child for some stupid pit viper. You didn't care. But see, that's how people are about their words. They assume that they're going to be okay with those words. They receive those words, and when somebody brings those pit vipers to the front door, they sign on the dotted line and say, I'll accept these. Remember the old adage with the vampire how he can't come in your house unless you give him permission? And that's the same thing with all these words and all these curses that people pray on you. You know, if you, if you don't receive it, it doesn't come on you. But if you receive it and you don't rebuke it, that stuff will start festering in you and start getting worse and worse and worse. So it's so important. You, know, you see people, their lives are a mess. They're always sick. They're always broke. They're always having health problems. They're always having financial problems. And everything, every word out of their mouth is that they're always sick. They're always broke. They've always got a bad marriage. They've always got a bad relationship with their, with their wives. And you see this. You see it also with marriages in some cases in which the husband may be positive and the wife may be super negative or the wife may be positive and the husband may be super negative, And they're constantly in conflict with each other, speaking negative things against each other or positive things against each other or in conflict as far as the truth. I had this friend of mine. He was in Tallahassee. And I remember he was, he he had read a bunch of self-help books and he was, you know, he was, you know, he started his company and and he was married and he was in there praying positive affirmations. I could do all things to Christ who strengthens me. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. I commit my plans unto the Lord, therefore they will succeed. And his wife walks in on him while he's praying out loud. And she comes in and says, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm praying, you know, scripture. I'm praying Bible verses. And she goes. That's ridiculous. And he goes, well, I've talked to a bunch of people that are really successful and they do this. And I believe that they're knowing more about this kind of stuff than I do. And I don't want to speak negative stuff over my life. And I'm doing this. And she started laughing. The wife started laughing, unbelievably super negative, super sick all the time. And what ended up happening, they ended up getting divorced, obviously. And what ended up happening is she came down with cancer in her 20s right after they got divorced because all she ever did was speak sickness and disease over herself, never would eat clean, had horrible problems with constipation all the time. And the guy was super positive all the time. Well, his life ended up being – he became super successful. She basically had – never got remarried for another 40 years. I mean on and on and on and on. My friends from Tallahassee tell me these stories, and, and you stop and you think, well, what the heck happened? Well, it was the words that were coming out of their mouth. It was the words they were speaking. It was the words. It was constantly signing on to negative stuff. And saying negative stuff about other people. And that's one of the key things. If you will learn with your spouse to build each other up, to encourage everybody, to say, you can do all things through Christ, through strength. I've got friends who contact me on a regular basis. Your show today is going to be great because they understand the power of positive affirmation. They understand the power of words. In fact, that could be a love language that you have. To be built up on a constant basis, and that's what we try to do on the Ted and Austin Brewer show. That's why I tell you guys, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I love you guys, I really do. I pray for you guys every day. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't pray for you every day. I mean, I, I, and I pray for you guys whether you buy supplements from us or not. You say, well, why would you do that? And I say, because I told you I will. I told you that I would, and I will. You know, now, now I have to submit, though, every once in a while I pray a special prayer for the people that support Health Masters. I will because you guys are just a blessing to us, and without you we couldn't be doing the show. But I'm not going to speak negative stuff over anybody. I'm not going to do that. And that's why there, you know, there's certain people around that I know that I simply can't have anything to do with because every time you get around them, it's like there's an umbrella over them, and it's raining on them. It's not raining anywhere else. It's raining on them. They're the kind of people that brighten up a room by leaving it. Okay? They're, 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 they're that people. They don't brighten up a room by coming into it. They brighten it up by leaving it, and everything's negative. It's negative Nancy. We had a housekeeper here a while back ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. And everything, everything she talked about was negative, negative, negative. Her life was negative. She's always had problems, always had problems, always had problems, always had problems. And, and and that's and that's and that's where we find ourselves. We find ourselves in a situation where if you hang out with people that are negative, that stuff's going to fall off on you. It's going to rub off on you. You're going to be part of that energy field. I told you the story and now you guys could take it and leave it or whatever you want to do for it. I was flying across the ocean one time and on American Airlines and Sharon was with me and we didn't have any kids with us. And we were going over to Europe for something. I forgot a vacation. And we were in this airplane. And all of a sudden, we had clear air turbulence. This thing, it's like in the middle of the night. We're sleeping. We're on these, these they, they, the bed's laid out flat. You know, they were, and, we, and we basically, I came out, I came off the chair, and my seatbelt caught me. You know, you know, I was laying there, and, and then it was the worst turbulence I've ever seen. And finally, I thought to myself, who in the world in the back is speaking this negative stuff over themselves? And how in the heck did I get in the middle of their affirmation, their negative affirmation? So I sat up the chair. And I started rebuking it in the name of Jesus. So I said, I don't know who's doing this in the back, but this is not my reality. I'm not living in this. You guys can take this thing. I started pleading the blood of Christ. And then Sharon Herbie, she got up she started praying. And we hadn't been praying for 30 seconds. All that stuff stopped. I put the chair back down and went back to sleep. But see, you don't have to sign for that. You don't have to be part of that. You don't have to be in somebody else's negative world. You can step away from it. When you're stuck in a, you know, an aluminum fuselage with you know 400 people and everybody's in the back scared to death or whatever and they're all speaking negative stuff, you better take authority over it real fast because airplanes do go down. And you say, well, that's not the only reason they go down. Okay, I got that. Don't start on me. I got that. But what I will say is this. If you create negative energy field around you, you're going to have a negative life. If you create a positive energy field around you, you're going to have a positive life. It doesn't make any difference. And I've told you this. What's the worst thing that happens to us as Christians? We go to be with Jesus for eternity in heaven. That's our downside. That's phenomenal. That's like an incredible win for everybody involved with that. So why get so wrapped up? and the worries and the cares of this world when you know that you have another world coming that's going to be so much more real than this world is and that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you? Why would you get wrapped up in being negative? There's no point in doing it. That's why Jesus said, Oh, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy thing? He's overcome both death, hell, and the grave. We no longer have any fear of death. And that's what the world tries to do. It's like Austin said. They try to keep you in fear. They try to keep you scared. Because if they, if they can keep you scared, they can sell more of their stuff. And I'm not going to do that. I'll tell you what you need to take as far from a supplement standpoint. I'll tell you get some storable food, but we're not going to walk in fear on the show. We're never going to do that, and that's that's what we have to understand. If we, if we understand who we are in Christ, and we understand that you know when we love one another, we create an energy field around us that protects us. And, and I, somebody sent me this yesterday, and it's just, a ninety year old wrote this, and she goes, you know, life is all good. It may not be fair sometimes, but it's all good. She goes, when in doubt, just take the next small step. Just rely on Jesus, rely on the Holy Spirit. It says life is too short. You better enjoy it while you're here. Your job won't take care of you when you're sick, but your friends will take care of you, and your family will. And that's so true, isn't it? And it goes on to say, pay off your credit cards every month. It says you don't have to win every argument. Just stay true to yourself. And what I've learned too with arguments is if they don't pass the ten-year rule, they won't matter in ten years. I just don't get involved in it. I'm not going to get involved in. it. I, I don't want to be involved with something that's going to argue with somebody and cause a problem. You know, just don't do that. And remember, it's okay to ask God questions. It's okay to ask him why certain things happen. I mean, He can handle it. I mean, he is the ruler of the universe. God, I don't understand this. Can you show me why this happened? You got to realize that. And then uh, you know, then there's another thing that I want to say here is just start saving for your retirement with your first paycheck. I'm going to say this to you, and this is really, really important. Save 10% of everything you earn and put it into a savings account that you're not going to touch. Make that a core asset. And listen to me, young friends. If you're young, if you're 18, 19, 20, do that. And if you do that, within 10 years, you'll have more money than any of your other friends will, and you'll be financially independent. It only takes 10%. So if you make, you know, $500 a week, just say 50 bucks, put it in somewhere where you're not going to spend it. I mean, you invest it in silver. If you want, you just make sure you get good rates on it and don't have to pay much of premiums, extra premiums on it, but just, just invest it, invest it, invest it every single week, every single week, every single week, and learn that it's just something that you don't touch. It becomes a core asset. And after 10 years, you'll be amazed at what it does. You'll, you'll be absolutely amazed, you know, Make make peace with your past. That's really important. You know, I know some people. There's four or five things that happened to them in the past. A lot of times, it's with their parents. They can't get past it. They're always bringing up negativity. You know, and they, they, they don't like the fact that they got sent to a private school. They don't like the fact that you know, they, got, you know, they, they didn't have enough time you know, with their parents. They don't like the fact that you told them not to hang out with certain people when they were young, they don't, they, and, they, and they picked certain things. They don't take the thousands of things that were done right when you were, they were children with you. They look at the four or five things, and they dwell on those things, and when you do that, you create an unbelievable negative feedback loop in your brain. And that's all you start dwelling on is the negative stuff, the negative stuff, the negative stuff, the negative stuff. And pretty soon you start producing those negative chemicals, and pretty soon you become a very negative person and you stay depressed all the time. And pretty soon they diagnose you with bipolar disorder. Pretty soon they got you on Prozac and Zoloft and Zanuck. Pretty soon your life has gone so sideways that you don't know what to do with it anymore because all you think is negative all the time. I've seen it happen so many times, especially with children who've got really good parents, but their life wasn't perfect. Well I've got a i have got let me give, let me give you kids a question. Let me give you kids a question here. You know, did you come with the owner's manual when you were born? Did 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 everything that what you were gonna do as a child, was it something that you were or your parents were told how to handle it? The answer is no. You know, sometimes parents make decisions that basically they wouldn't make if they had to do it over again, but they're trying to do the best they can for you, for the kids all of the time. Always remember that, and that's, of course, if you've got good parents. I mean, some parents are just horrible. They're drug addicts or whatever, and that's just, that's a whole different level. We're not going to talk about that today, but the reality is, is that there's a lot of things out there that you've got to just learn to forget and walk away from. Don't allow your past to control your future. Don't try to drive your car looking in your view, rear view mirror. Don't do that, and, and don't compare your life to others. You know, you don't have any idea what they've been through and what they've been going through. You have no idea. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's, it, it, you know, it, it's how it is. And if, if a relationship has to be secret with somebody that you know, do you think you really should be in it, honestly? If you can't tell anybody about somebody you're dating or whatever, I mean, it's, just, it's kind of silly to do that. But sometimes people think that. And always remember, too, everything can change in the blink of an eye. But worrying about it never, ever changes anything. Because remember, God never blinks. He said this in, 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 the, in the Gospels. He said, "Who by worrying can add a single moment to their life? You can't do that. Just make, just relax. Take a deep breath. It helps calm the mind. Just ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. That's what you need to do. It really, it just you know, it's just important that you do this. And also remember, it's never late, too late to be happy. But it's up to you, and no one else. Only you can control your attitude." You know, Ziegler said it this way: He goes, "The only thing I can control today is my own attitude." And people are always asking me, "How are you doing today?" I am saying, "Excellent, but I'll get better." Why do you say that? Because I, I know that I'm not going to be negative about stuff. What difference does it make? It, it doesn't make any sense, you know. And you know, you know, and same thing too. When it comes to going after what you love in your life and things that you want to do, just don't take no for an answer. Stay focused. It's, it's pursue your goals. Really, 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 really important when you do that. And then you got to remember: Don't allow yourself to get so messed up that you're going to cause problems for other people because your negativity is going to spill over and fray all over them and in the Bible tells us the Deuteronomy to choose life to eat the right foods to eat the right, have the right lifestyle and the God says choose life not death always choose life and always remember to forgive people if somebody does something wrong just just say I forgive you you say well I'm still mad at them okay you're being mad at them is going to elevate your cortisol. That cortisol is going to make you age quickly. It's going to stop your digestion. It's going to cause you to get sick and die early. So why are you going to be mad at people? You know, I've seen this before with, with brothers and sisters and their families. Now don't get me wrong. Some people you got to get away from. I'm going to be blunt here about this. Some people you can't afford to be around them because they're too negative. They're, they're they're either alcoholics or they're drug addicts or they or they make bad decisions or all they want to do is borrow money from you all the time and they just make the same choices over and over and over again. They won't learn. Those kind of people, you got to love them at a distance and just stay away from the best you can, including family members. I've told you this before. You can always choose your friends, but you get stuck with your family. You, oh gosh, I can't believe I said that, but it's the truth. And some people in your family are just the pits, and you've and you got to be aware of that. And so there's some people in your family that you just got to realize when they keep doing the same things over and over and over to you and treat you a certain way that they're not going to change. And they're not going to be mutually respectful of you. And so what's the point of even having a relationship with them when you have so many other people that are going to be mutually respectful of you and they're going to love you? and always believe in miracles it's, it's so important it really is always believe that god's in the process of changing things that he could change anything whenever he wants to do it it's it really important because god loves you because of who god is not because of anything you've done or didn't do god loves you because you're a human being created in his image he sent his own son to die for you to create a blood covenant with you to basically allow you to be with him for all eternity i mean god loves you with all of his heart and if god loves you who could be against you and that's why that's why you got to stay away from from peer fear porn you know and don't go in and constantly audit your own life you know show up and make the most of it right now. Don't go in and try to say i'm going to go see what I did in the past in the past in the past in the past and the past don't do that you know it's it's funny you know you've got to move forward with your life you've got to have you know you know your part one part two part three and, and and just allow yourself to continue to grow and become more and more and better and better through Christ. It's really important and you know and, and what we also need to realize true. You know, when we finally leave this planet, when we, when we check out, and we go to be with God for all of eternity, which is going to be our victory in Christ. You know, the people that we loved here, and the things that we did to help other people, and the things and the people that we helped bring to Jesus, and the knowledge of, of basically who they, who Christ is. That's the only thing that really mattered, isn't it? Did, did it. Does it really matter what kind of car you drove? Does it really matter what kind of house you lived in when you're in heaven? Does it really matter if you basically, you know, had a huge income, or you were basically doing this or doing that? It doesn't matter who you were, who you treated with your family, what, who, what respect you showed. Doesn't it matter you know, who you brought to heaven with you? It's, isn't that what matters? What we do for Christ is all that matters anyhow, right? Because everybody comes into this world naked. Everybody leaves naked. So don't be sitting here and trying to take inventory and all this stuff. And like I said, and I mentioned earlier, don't get on social media Facebook was the worst about this. Oh, I got a big screen TV. I got a new car. I got this. I got that. They don't tell you that they're making payments on the big screen TV. They don't tell you they're making payments on the new car. They don't tell you they're so broke making payments on everything they can barely pay their bills and barely buy food for the family. They don't tell you that their credit cards are maxed out and they're about to file bankruptcy. But look what I've done. Look what I've done. Don't believe the illusions and the lies that people put on their social media accounts. A lot of people confuse blessings with debt. And, and don't do that. That's why it's important. You keep your bills paid as best you possibly can, and and remember, envy is a waste of time. You know, you can't be envying other people. You really can't. The Bible says, "Where there is jealousy and envy, there is every evil work." You know, you don't don't act like that. And also realize that you know, life isn't tied with a bow all the time, but you know, it's still a gift from God Almighty. And sometimes we have to go through challenges. Sometimes we have to do things and have to deal with things and things happen to us in our lives. I mean, you can't just sit here and dwell on that and try to, you know, correct stuff that can't be fixed. You got to move forward with your life and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I've got so many people, their wives are, in, you know, not listening to them from a health standpoint or their husbands aren't listening to them from a health standpoint. And, and now they're having all kinds of health problems, both the wives and the husbands who don't want to listen. And they're, they're, and they're so frustrated because they've tried so hard. All you can do with people like that is just to pray for them and to realize that you can't try to help them if they don't want to be helped. You know, If a person basically is sick and they're dying, as I told you just a few months ago, and, and you know they don't want to listen anymore and they're, they're basically close to being with Jesus, don't be nagging them and yelling and screaming at them trying to get them to eat clean. They're about to meet their maker. Just let them have some peace the last few months they're here on the planet. So important that we remember this kind of stuff, guys, and remember that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. And don't allow yourself to become negative. Don't be sarcastic. Don't do that. Don't speak negative stuff. Every time you're about to say something to somebody, think, do I really want this to be true? Do I really want that to be on that person's life for all of eternity? Do I really want to curse that person by the words that I speak? Ask yourself that question before you run your mouth in a sarcasm thing. I knew this one lady, and everything she did was sarcastic, sarcastic, sarcastic. Finally, she destroyed the relationship with the sarcasm, because she knew that she could continue. To, because every time she did something sarcastically, it, it, it caused, it caused, it caused, it caused, it caused stress on the relationship. And then pretty soon, it became, it became like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And pretty soon, the relationship became so negative, so toxic, that neither one of them wanted to be in it anymore. I had a friend of mine one time, and he was in a truck with us. We had a big four-seater, it was a Ford, and you know, we had, you know, it was like a crew cab. And I remember I was in the back seat with Sharon, and he and his wife were in the front seat, and, and they started quipping at each other, they putting each other down, putting each other down. And I and I said, I told him, I said, stop it. I said, I don't want to listen to it. I said, if you two don't stop this, I said, you're gonna get divorced. I said, it's not funny to us, because I know what's gonna happen. I know if you continue to put each other down like this, you're gonna destroy your relationship. And it wasn't three years later they were divorced, and they destroyed their relationship over the little negativity they said all the time. All those little things build up like a giant monsoon, and they come crashing down on you over a period of time until you don't want to be in the negativity anymore, and you don't want to be around that person anymore because you can't take it from a psychological standpoint. So be very careful with the words that you speak over the people that you love. Do the best you can to love them to the best of your ability. Let the problems of the past be the problems of the past, but if they don't want to walk away from certain problems of the past and they want to constantly bring it up and be negative, be a negative Nancy or a uh, you know, uh, you, know uh, you know a, a negative Harry or whatever if you' if they're going to be that, learn to say i've got to go I've had enough of this, and I don't want to be part of this anymore and make sure you eat clean. Stay away from those top ten foods that I've never that I've told you so many times not to eat. You know the pork, the shellfish, the margarine, the aspartame, all that, the coffee, the alcohol, all that stuff needs to be avoided. It has all kinds of horrible side effects. The you know the high fructose corn syrup that I also mentioned. The chlorine, the fluoride, all of that. You know non 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 organic dairy products, all those things. You know soy products need to be avoided. Shellfish. Stay away from stuff that's going to cause you to age really really fast and cause you to have all types of sickness and disease. And remember. If you eat clean, you take your powdered multiple every single day, you take your B vitamins, you take your cod liver oil, you take your 5 HTP, you take your B vitamins, and you know, as far as if you're helping the brain to feel good all the time, you're going to have a much better attitude every single day, especially the omega 3 fats and the 5 HTP and the B vitamins. Oh, gosh, they make you feel so good all the time. And always focus on the positive stuff, not the negative stuff. Because, guys, the world is negative enough. And if you're all you're doing, I I have a friend of mine, her name's Teresa. She told me she used to listen to this one guy on, on, on the radio all the time, and if I told you his name, you'd know who he was. And, and, and finally, she realized that all it was was fear porn, fear porn, fear porn, fear porn. His website, all it is is fear porn, fear porn, fear porn. She said, I couldn't take it anymore. I was so negative. I was so scared all the time. I didn't know what to do with it. It was awful. And so she walked away from it. That's why we don't do that on this show. We tell you that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, that God's got your back, and that we can basically have a good attitude every single day of our life because... It's about Jesus, not about us. Austin, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story?
0: Uh, It's great info, bud. And you know, you're 100% right. Your attitude is dictated by one person, one person only. Now, you, people say, well, this person did this today or I got cut off in traffic or I did this and got me mad. You're absolutely right. That still means it's being dictated by somebody else. That's a part that I've had to work on over the years and I've continually worked on it is not allowing my actions and attitude and aggression be dictated by other people. It's standing back and saying, okay, listen. I'm going to take this real smooth. I'm not going to allow this to happen. I'm the only one that can control my attitude. Nobody can physically come in my body and change my attitude except for me. So it's important you really look at stuff sometimes. And like Dad said with the 10 year rule, a lot of times, man, I'll look at it, it's just going to matter in 10 minutes. Not 10 years, 10 minutes sometimes. It's going to matter in an hour. Is really that important right now. It's really going to matter in 10 minutes. In most cases, even that, they'll fail the test over an argument. So just some certain things to look at. And he made a comment earlier. You know, I've learned this over the years with Lana and I. We've been married. Uh, we'll be married 10 years this year. This Excuse me, this month. And, um, you know, I've learned a long time ago and I've seen this with a lot of relationships of friends of mine that have been divorced now. About half of our friends we've grown up with have become divorced. And one thing, you know, we don't joke about is a divorce or throwing that around. Just, the D word just doesn't exist. There's no reason to bring it up because it's not going to happen because we're going to work through everything. And one thing that I've noticed and I've gotten on to friends before with this is something will be going on and they'll say, oh, well, if you go buy this, you do this, you know, and they'll say it sarcastically. Well, if you go do this and, you know, we're getting divorced. I've straight up looked at it before. I'm like, no, we don't, we don't, we don't use that term around right here. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. So re- rephrase. Like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I was joking. No, that's, that's not a joke. It's not a joke. You sit around, you keep saying that. I promise you. With 100% certainty, you guys can mark my words on this. If you are young and married and you make jokes about that on a regular basis, 100% guaranteed you will get divorced at some point in time. Guaranteed. I have personally watched it happen in multiple marriages that I was very close friends with. You joke around. You put each other down in public. You start making fun of each other. You joke about divorce. It's going to happen. 100% guaranteed. So, again, treat your spouse like they're half of you because they are you that's your other half that's where the term comes from you know so treat them like you would treat yourself you don't be being mean to yourself you don't walk around in public and put yourself down if you do you need to change that stop that real quick like dad said earlier the reticulator activator the things you say what you say will make a difference in your life i can tell you that with certainty as well and he was talking about life and you know not focusing on things in the past and he's absolutely right now Looking back sometimes, you know, I've always looked at it as an analogy like this. Life it's kind of like a series of books you put on the shelf. You know, almost every year is like a book. And you have certain events, certain, you know, positives, certain highs, certain lows, and they're all in a book. And you kind of close that chapter and you put it on the shelf. And, you know, as you get middle-aged through your life, you've got a pretty big library of books. Now, you've written those books yourself. You've lived those books yourself. You know what's in those books yourself. So you don't really need to go back. And keep reading your books every year that you're, while you're still currently writing a new book. Now, you may need to pop a book out of the shelf sometimes and go, let me reference this. Let me look back at my notes. Let me look back at what I did here. This is why I'm a very big proponent of writing down and having a notepad, always having a big notepad, spiral notepad. You guys know me. I have two of them. I've constantly, I got work ones. i got personal ones. i got goals in some of them. i got everything. And I'll constantly look back and I'll, I'll take notes now. What was I doing this year? What was I doing financially this year? What was I tre- trying to achieve this year? Same thing. I got business goals and business notes. I've got family goals, and family notes, and I look at stuff. OK, this this didn't work. Like just, I did this two years ago. It, that, that, that didn't go right, but not necessarily a failure. It just didn't go the way I expected it to go. So it was a learning curve for me. I realized I made that mistake. Let's not do that one again. That one really, really hurt. <laughs> Let's just. Don't do it again. And those are things you've got to look back and reference. But don't focus and dwell on something you may see as a mistake. And I can't believe I still did this. I can't believe I still did this. Because that will eat you up. I promise you. It's not a place you want to be. Focus on the positives. Look back at things you may have done and say, okay, that was a a learning lesson. That was an event that I won't choose again because it didn't go as well. Let's tweak it and try something different next time. Best way to look at stuff, as always, when it comes to stuff in the past. And also, too. Always focus on your own goals in your own lane. Like that's earlier with social media. There's nothing wrong with having nice stuff. There's nothing wrong about being excited about getting nice stuff or hitting goals. Say, I want to be able to pay my truck off for the next two or three years, and you pay it off. That's a big goal. That's a really big deal. And when you do that, you can be excited about it, but also – be cautious not to constantly compare yourself to everyone else that may be doing something or flossing stuff out on social media. And dad's exactly right about that. Focus on what you can do. Now, there's a lot of times I've been around people that are more successful or have done this different or they've done that different. They've been married longer. And I'll ask them. I'll pick their brain about stuff. I'm like, well, so you did this. How did this? How was this around this, Mark? What did you do in this situation right here? How did you do that and how did it work out for you? I'm always big on that and getting opinions and ideas. Not necessarily that I'm going to replicate them. But I like to get the knowledge from people that have been successful in certain areas. This is why it's very important as well. Be very careful who you tell your plans to and who you tell your goals to. Like Dad said earlier, you know, with that one story with that guy that he knew that was married. And his wife just didn't – thought it was a joke, just talked positively. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm extremely successful. I have a wonderful marriage. My kids are healthy, wealthy, and wise. Whatever it may be, you find your own verbiage. But be careful sometimes because I've been around people before, and it's not a very long period of time where you get around and you tell them you're going to do something. Oh, that's so stupid. I can't believe you're going to try that. That's so dumb. Why would you even do something that's stupid? All right, bud. Well, you have a great afternoon. I'll talk to you later on. That's it. That's the extent of the conversation ever with them because people like that are only happy when they can drag people into the mud with them. They don't want to be out of the mud slop. They want to be in the pig slop. They want to stay in the pig pen. They don't want to go anywhere else and anyone around them, they can't stand it if somebody else has a dream or a goal or an aspiration. They want that person in the pig slop with them to make them feel better about their life. So be cautious sometimes when you're throwing goals out there. It's great to run goals by people or ideas or things you want to achieve by people that are successful. But again, be cautious. Sometimes you'll throw your goals and ideas towards certain people or you'll make a comment about something. If they're not, being positive or they're not saying, you know, and not necessarily always have to be agreeing with you. I've told stuff to people before and I'm like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this or I'm thinking about investing in this. And they go, huh, be cautious. That may go. All right. I did a similar thing and it did this or it did this. So just be aware of that. And you go, okay, okay. I'll take a note on that, but be cautious to the people that immediately shoot your ideas and plans and goals down. Cause I can tell you right now, those people will rob you of everything. If you stay around them, not the people you want to associate with whatsoever. Another thing too, that I've always, always, always continually told people is that you've got to write down lists. That's why I just said earlier with a notepad. You've got to write down goals without goals, without direction, without vision. How are you supposed to hit it? Like Dad talked about before, Zig Ziglar with the analogy. He said within five minutes, I can make random person that doesn't even know how to do archery basically do better than a top-tier Olympic athlete. How are you going to do that? Well, it's very simple going to put a blindfold on the top-tier Olympic athlete. I'm going to spin him around 20 times. I'm going to tell him to launch the arrow. I promise you the guy that I work with for five minutes will do better. Anything will be better than that. That's the thing you have to remember. If you're looking at a goal for your health, you're saying, hey, I really want to feel better next month. Next month is the month that I want to hit this goal with my weight. I want to be down to X pounds. I want to be able to lift this amount of weight safely and healthily, obviously, in the gym. I want to be able to do this many reps. I want to be do this type of intensity workout. Write down your notes. Write down say, hey, this is what I'm going for, and then take notes of it in the gym. Take notes of your food." Goals. This is why I've always told people: when you're really first dialing in your diet, if you've never really done it before, you've got to have everything documented. When I used to do bodybuilding, my entire food outline was laid down to the time that I would eat it, all the way down to the grams of the protein, and the carbs, the macros and micros, and everything. Now you don't have to be that berserk because that's not really quite healthy after a long period of time. As far as from your time standpoint and your mental time frame, it wears on you. But what I'm saying is. Go out and be detailed when you first start doing stuff like that. After a while, you'll realize, okay, this much food's this. I know my portion controls, and you'll get it under control, and you don't have to sit there and count every single calorie all the time because your body weight will be where it needs to be, your energy will be where it needs to be, and you'll understand it. But starting off, it's always very important. So again, I encourage you guys today. Down now, I want to have a really good show of just encouragement, really give you guys a lot of just kind of ideas, stuff that I've learned over the years, he's learned over the years, people that have been even wiser and, you know, bigger than us have learned over the years. Be cautious on who you're listening to. Be cautious who you're telling your goals to. Be cautious who you're associating around. There's certain people that you may be able to be around them on an occasion, you know, for a short, brief period of time, but there's other people that, you know, you may be able to go run around with and go on vacations with and go on family trips with. It's okay. Sometimes certain relationships and certain people aren't meant to be. I've seen over the years relationships that I've had with people all the way back when I was in school and teenager They were really close for decades growing up. Later on, you realize that some people change, and that's okay. It happens. Sometimes it stings a little bit. Sometimes you find out that person backstabs you or does something, but you take it as a learning curve. Say, okay, well, I now know that person's true character as they've gotten older. I now know that that relationship is no longer what it used to be, and I need to step away from that now. So again, continue to work with one another, continue to be positive, continue to be strong, and encourage your spouse, whether it be your husband or wife. A lot of times, they need it. Just just walking in and saying, "You look great today. Give me a hug. It looks fantastic in the house." Walk comes in. You did really good work today. You did this, whatever it may be, whoever it may be. But it never hurts. I can tell you right now, nobody ever says, "Man, I really just dislike getting encouraged." I just can't stand it when somebody says something nice and encouraging to me. Nobody ever said that ever. (laughs) So continue to lift up one another, my friends. In these perilous times, the goal of what is being done with the mainstream media is to constantly keep people divided, angry, to keep people constantly at each other's throats, so to speak. Don't fall prey to that. Focus on positive things. Understand what's happening. Obviously, don't be naive. Know what you need to do to prepare. But don't sit around and focus on a lot of this negativity that's constantly happening and being pushed in everybody's face every single day, all day long, to keep people distracted and focused on negative things. Focus on the things that are positive, that are going to be beneficial, that you can actually change and that you can make better in your circumstance, in your city, in your county, in your hometown, on your own property, with your own family. I encourage you guys to do that. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. I really do. It's supposed to be decent weather down here in Florida. We shall see. If not, it'll rain all weekend. And if that's the case, then we'll just have fun in the rain all weekend. So you guys have an awesome weekend. Spend time with family and loved ones. If you need anything, give us a call today at Health Masters. We're always here to answer all your questions. If you uh, Be Complex Formula. It's product of the week. You guys know it. You love it. Great for mood. Great for energy. Be sure to check it out if you haven't tried it. Also, the Ultimate uh, Mood Kit, as well. It's on the front page of the website. Great kit, as well, to try out to really help out with the mood and help out with focus and energy. Have a great weekend, my friends, and we'll talk to you again on this show Monday, as
1: always.